What's up, everybody? Welcome to What the Fun Cast, episode 99. Are you okay? That's exciting. Episode 99. Wait, hold on. Are you okay? We good? Yeah. You threw your hands. I was like, episode 99. You were like, because I'm hyped. Up in the air. I'm excited about it. Oh, I hear I'm thinking like, oh, his speakers are on. His headset's not plugged in. <laughs> He's something 90, 99 plus episodes later. And we're still screwing up on the first try. Oh, no, we're good. We're professionals now. We are kind of not really. It's all facade. <laughs> It is. It's, uh, it's all uh, smoke and mirrors, people. It's so. fine. It's good stuff. It's episode 99, which, you know, we always talk about, like, it's actually more than that because we've done spoiler casts and all this other stuff, but uh, such is business. This is the life. Uh, so this is the official episode 99, uh, and today is actually December 15th. Uh, we have a, our first winter storm is going to roll through the Northeast starting tomorrow. So extra get hype moment here uh, for episode 99. Consider it like a like a what the fun cast present from Mother Nature to you. <laughs> what? What does that even mean? Making making your life miserable through shoveling snow and oh, everything else. sucks to be you. I don't got to worry about none of that. I just got to drink my eggnog in my warm, cozy blanket and live my best let life. Me, let me ask you this. Why, why is that my problem? Where do I have to go? I'm just going to sit my ass inside. You're the one that was just talking about shoveling. I'm talking about the general populace. I'm not talking about me. Do you not have to shovel your driveway regardless? You do, because otherwise if you don't, no. it's just going to solidify into solid ice, and then your car's going to be stuck there forever. Mm, that's fake news, and you know it. Mm, is it, though? It is. Did you, you do that. something different to your face? Did you get a haircut? Did you shave or something? You I trimmed my different. beard. I trimmed my beard way down. So you look less like uh, a quarantine man and more like a normal Ahmed? I wouldn't even say this was normal Ahmed. It's too light for me, but I had to do it because it, my skin was getting super dry because of the winter in general. So I just had to hack it off so I can moisturize it properly because the moisturizer wouldn't get. I use like a beard oil and it, I couldn't get it deep. Enough. I think we should start a petition for you to shave everything off. Absolutely not. Next. <laughs> shave it down to your skin and let's see the baby face come no, back. No, 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 no. That happened once. Remember that happened at for Comic-Con last year? Or, oh, when no, you shaved. Oh, that's right. Yes, because you shaved everything for the Luigi. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that was. We're done. I look like an egg without my beard. It's <laughs> fine. It'll grow back in Is like it? three and a half seconds. Mm, more like three and a half days, but that's. I was gonna say okay. Oh, too many perfect, days. Even maybe four seconds. Okay. <laughs> anyway, it's episode ninety-nine. A uh, little bit of. Th- stuff to go over before we jump into it if you didn't know we have a discord chat there's more and more people joining so thank you join we have some good useless discussions um, about everything that you know and love and maybe you don't know and you learn to love uh like video games and all that good stuff so check it out um we do have merchandise on redbubble so we have that link uh that we can we'll where are we going to put it? It's on our website. It's in the Discord. Yeah, it's on our website. It's in the Discord. It's on all of our social media if you look in our the link in our bio. Um but yeah, that's new. It's exciting. I'm, I'm sitting here I'm sitting here like we'll put it in the audio version of the of the podcast. I'm like wait a second. redbubble.com/szl no. Um yes, just go I'm to sure our site or go to our social media and you'll find it. Um all the stuff looks pretty good apparently. One of our our friend Rita got uh, got our shipment today, and she was posting pictures. And the sweater does look cozy as hell. And I'm regretting it not buying it really earlier. Cozy. <laughs> like, it looks really cozy. Because now when you look, it's like shipping by January 7th, and I'm like, oh my god, that's too far away. Winter's gonna be over oh, by then. It's gonna be summer. Then. 
No, it's not. That's going to be like peak winter. No. So well, maybe you're yes, right. Yes, it will. <laughs> yeah, no, it will. So yes, we uh, we've thank you to everyone that's supported us so far. We've gotten um, a few folks that have bought stuff. So thank you very much for supporting us and listening to us babble on a weekly basis about uh, crazy stuff, including video games and entertainment news. So yes. Anyway, you. enough talking. If you missed it, we did a live stream of the Game Awards. So we were official co-streamers. Ahmed was like, oh, let's try it. Let's put in for it. And then he's like, um, so we're official co-streamers. We're like, oh, okay, that's cool. Um, Realistically, you know, I don't know if they just accepted everyone that applied, but they did ask for our social slave. So you know, Ahmed, I thought about looked. that. I thought about looking into that. I'm like, you know what? Let me just live in, in mystery. And let me just assume Same. that we got picked for something. Because, no, they did legitimately ask for our socials and everything and for the, like, the link to our website, the link to our Twitch and everything. So like, they vetted us. Like, they must have seen that we are Twitch affiliates now, which is exciting. I don't know if we announced that in the episode or in the podcast, but we're Twitch affiliates, which is fun stuff. So you can officially Wait, this subscribe. all happened because someone, like, bombed the stream, that, that yes. Tetris guy, right? This all happened because one night I was like, let me play Tetris Effect. And then... Because you were training because you're so bad. No, I wasn't training. This was before This was before you wanted to compete or whatever. I was just playing Tetris Effect, minding my own business, and suddenly we were raided, and then a bunch of people followed us. And then we got to Twitch Affiliate, and then we decided, okay, let's go for the co-streaming Game Awards. And we got in that, and they sent us all the fun, fancy assets and whatnot. And then, yeah, the rest is history. Now we have merch. <laughs> that was an easy one. We could have done the merch a long time ago. But I decided we're in the big leagues now. We need merch. Lauren was like, you need to put the logo up on Redbubble. I bet people will buy it. And She bet then, it correctly. Sure enough, people, people were like, yes, we want to support our friends. And then they did, which uh, I appreciate it because, you know, I don't know. I don't think we're that famous. We're not that popular. We're just, you know, two people living, living. Honestly, yeah. This is just like, <laughs> realistically, this isn't even a podcast. This is just what we do on a regular basis. On a regular, it basis. literally is. It's just recorded. Just, it's just recorded. <laughs> so it's oh like I don't think anything's really that censored. I mean, I don't know. You get raw, meaty thoughts. Raw, vegan, grass-fed thoughts. Don't call them that. None of meaty those thoughts. Words. I don't know. Meaty hot takes. Hot takes, um, I guess, but not meaty. Soy just hot like... takes. Okay, there's soy hot takes. <laughs> Why can't they just be hot? Why do they have <laughs> to be texturized? Wait, hold on, stop. If you've got hot takes, I then took them and put them into a noun, a.k.a. meat. So then describe them as meaty using an adjective. So I turned them into a noun adjective. What? Why are we conjugating verbs? I'm, I don't know what's going on. What did you do this Conjugating verbs? What did you Anyways. Say? All right, let's move right into it, Ahmed. We talked about the Game Awards stream. It's up on Twitch if you missed it. We were joined by Logan. Thank you, Logan, for joining us. Yes. uh, And gave our live reactions of all the hot new announcements, including the announcement of Sephiroth, uh, which, I don't know, we weren't really phased by because we don't play Final Fantasy games. But go off. I'm I'm happy for you, Sephiroth. Meanwhile, my old roommate literally collapsed when he heard the news on his... He he truly died. On his, like, Instagram story. Like, he literally was standing, and then he wasn't standing. (laughs) He's like, oh, my God! Wait, so, what was that? What was that thing at Nintendo? Uh, Nintendo New York? Was it the Smash announcement when the man like literally fell on the ground? Oh my god! And, and he's they're like, like, they're like, he's, he's dead. dead. Yeah, that was basically that was basically good old Scott. Um, yeah, he was super hyped about it. He he was a big fan or is a big fan of Final Fantasy in general. Um, so to all the Final Fantasy fans out there that are excited to play, play as Sephiroth, who murdered Mario almost. It was a very funny silhouette of him, like with Mario looking like he was being stabbed. Um, Congratulations to you guys. Sephiroth is now live. Not yeah, live that now, was always but one coming. Soon. No, live I think Fry. 
Friday, Thursday, Thursday, I think. I think it's the 17th. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. Sephiroth was always one that people were, like, losing their minds. or were like, what if Sephiroth was there? Just like Ridley and all these other characters. So, yeah. I mean, once again, did nothing for us. We were like, you know, there's rumors going around about Sora, and then, then there's rumors going around about Fortnite character and all this other crazy I mean, nonsense. But Sephiroth is in, in Kingdom Hearts. So... Right, Sephiroth is in Kingdom Hearts by means of Final Fantasy. Like Sephiroth was always in Final Fantasy yes. first, but yes, I agree. So, close enough. So. It's, it's like Sora adjacent. <laughs> Maybe. It is not. Oh, anyways, we're going to skip that over that, because Scott is going to reach through his microphone or his headset and uh, strangle you. Adjacent you by that. way of them existing in the same game at one point. That's what mm-hmm. I mean. That's okay, all. nice save. So what have you been doing, Ahmed? Tell us. <laughs> um, not too, too much. I compared what I did... Uh, the last time we did an episode, December 1st, it feels like it was so long ago, um, and I didn't do much comparatively, but, um, so I'm watching more of The Boys, I think I have two episodes left of the entire show so far, um, so season two, I have two more episodes left in that, so far it's really, really good, I genuinely think you would love the show, it is super gory though, like, remember, um, kind of like the Zombieland movies, about? it's about like superheroes, like, that are terrible people, like they're bad. Because they're it's, like they're they're bad because they just don't do well at superheroing, or they're bad like bad to the bone. The bad to the bone, like they're not. Oh, they're just like it's, it's if superheroes were real in real life, like how they would act, and so they're owned by a corporation, like which it's like loosely Disney, but it's not really Disney. But they're like owned by this huge corporation, and it's all like a facade and it's all about like the press coverage and these movies that they star and there's like a VCU because the company in the in the show is called Vought um, and they star in all these movies but they like actually have powers but they're just like bad people because they're like they're I don't know they're just terrible people but so the boys are the people that are trying to expose the superheroes for being as bad as they are but obviously mm-hmm. when you go against the foe like that I don't know it's very it's a very dark comedy it's very much uh the goriness level is like zombie land kind of thing where it's like over the top but like whatever I don't know it's good though I think you should give it a shot. Interesting. Yes. I, I did not. I don't know why. That wasn't what I expected. I'm not sure what I expected, but it wasn't that. Yeah. No, it's good. Highly, highly recommended. Um, and then obviously Mando. Last episode of Mando is this week, which I did not realize until very recently. I am so shook. I didn't realize that either. I was, I was like, like, oh, we got a few more episodes. It's like, wait, we just started. Um, so right. we will be doing a spoiler cast for Mando on this Friday featuring Emma. Who lasted a podcast with us on Solo, which was like two years ago, three years ago? How long ago was that? A hundred years ago. It feels like forever. It really does feel like forever ago. Um, so that'll be super exciting, so stay tuned for that. But yes, Mando is ending on Friday, sad, but hopefully we'll see a thrilling conclusion. And then, obviously, we did the Game Awards live stream, which was fun. Um, I finished the Frozen Wilds DLC for Horizon Zero Dawn, um, which was a lot of fun. I didn't 100% it because I just gave up on it because it was too much. Um... I played Call of the Sea, which is a Game Pass game. It was super cool. It's a kind of adventure, like, escape room-esque spent in, like, the 1930s um, in, like, some Polynesian island. Uh, so that was fun. It was a free on Game Pass, so if you have Game Pass, I think it's also available on mobile. Um, I would highly recommend it if you are into puzzles. I started Ghost of Tsushima. Um, didn't get too far in it because... And then, I, like, I, I don't know. After I started, I was like, wait, why am I starting this? And I don't have time to play this huge game because Cyberpunk came out on the day of the game awards and so far it's been really really good i think i have like 30 some hours in it at this point according to my steam time you have 30 hours into cyberpunk already something like that 
Like, it told me I have, like, four hours and 52 minutes, and I don't believe that. I'm like, I don't know if that's true. Is it 4.52 that my save was taken at? Because I don't, you know, it wasn't, but, yeah. According to Steam, 29.9 hours in Cyberpunk, yeah. Whoo, that's wild. I don't think that a lot of that has been active, active gameplay. Like, I think some of it was just me messing with settings and stuff like that. Because I'm not too far into the actual, like, core meat of the game. Uh, But I'm enjoying it. Bugs aside, we've talked at ad nauseum, I think, about bugs. Or maybe we didn't, because I guess the reviews we didn't haven't. come out since last episode. Um, yes, there are bugs. Some of them are way more frustrating than others. Like when you accidentally hit a pedestrian because the pedestrian literally teleports in front of your car for no reason. And then you get shot by the police because you're a criminal and then you die. So those aren't fun. Um, but the rest of the game is pretty good. Um, runs fairly well on my PC that does not have its new graphics card yet. Um but if you have a base PS4 or base Xbox, as in not an Xbox One X or uh, a PS4 Pro, please do not buy it on those platforms because it is a disaster. Uh, right. It's yeah. it's really bad. And there's uh, IGN published their review yesterday, which had the internet ablaze. Um, ablaze is one way yeah, to put it. Yeah, they gave it a 4 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. Whereas they gave Cyberpunk on PC... And presumably Xbox Series X and PS5, a nine out of ten. So, yeah, they they pretty much pleaded for people to not buy it on uh, previous gen consoles. And Cyber, uh, excuse me, CD Projekt Red went on to offer refunds on anyone that is not happy so, with the game. I think that was actually kind of a misconception. They're not offering refunds directly. They're asking people to go to the retailers from which they bought the game and return it, which is normally impossible because if you bought it physically, you can't return an open game. And digitally, you can't really return it after playing for two more than two hours or whatever. So, it's not as all roses. So as that it letter, that letter also said, if you have problems returning it, reach out to like refunds or C, uh, what was it, CP twenty seventy seven refund at cdprojectred.org or whatever. So, I don't interesting. I don't know. It, it very it's definitely, interesting. It's wishy washy because I did see something today that was like there was a lot of misconceptions about them offering refunds directly and i don't think they are right because i know psn is like really stern about like even if you played one minute of a game they don't want to give you a refund yeah xbox it's like if you've played less than two hours and it's within two weeks of when you purchase the game they'll give you a refund yeah so i actually like they in the very beginning when there was a lot of noise around cyberpunk and the bugs that existed just with um i guess a mixture of anything but pc I almost refunded my digital copy because I was like, screw this. Like, I'm not going to play this game if it's so buggy. And, like, it's not terrible. Like, there's some really weird... Like, you'll be walking in a crowd and people will just disappear. And I'm like, yes. okay. Like, that's... I, I just... In my head, I don't understand how that can be. Like, I just don't understand how... And maybe I'm looking... And I don't want to get into, like, spoilers or anything because I'm still obviously much further behind than you are by about 25 hours. Um, <laughs> You're still in but, the intro. Yeah, I'm literally still in the intro. So, but like I've had characters walk through cars. Like, yep. what's his face? The um, Jackie, yep. who's like the one of the first characters you meet. Like, literally got out of my car and like wa- like the car was parallel to his motorcycle. Got out of the passenger side, walked directly through the car, and then onto the motorcycle. And I'm <laughs> like, holy shit! Like, these aren't even like blatant. Like, because you can like even in some of the Fallout games, some of the bugs. I mean, there are a lot more prominent bugs um, at times, but there are some bugs you had to like find where it's like oh if you pick up a shotgun and also a pistol like something will happen these yeah. are like you're just walking through the world and what i was getting at before is maybe i'm too early on the game 
but right now I'm I'm not convinced that this is like I get it's an open world game I get it there's a lot but it's no different to me than like a Grand Theft Auto or like you know like those are big open world games too and they run just fine yeah I mean so, it is it is super dense but like I don't know so is Miles Morales so is God of War, so right, is Horizon, right. so is Far Cry, so is Fallout, so is like literally any other open world game. Like, yes, it's it's a lot more dense. Like, there's a lot more in in one spot for sure than any of those games. To be honest, even more so than Miles Morales, there's a lot of like interior spots that you can enter um, in any given area. There's a lot of layers, a lot of things on top of each other, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But that doesn't excuse my gun, which doesn't have a reticule on the screen, so that when you're shooting in the with a gun or whatever, you're actually looking down the actual sights of the gun. So when the gun disappears from your hand, it doesn't render anymore. What the hell am I supposed to, how am I supposed to aim? Right. Like, Cause there's no UI to show me where I'm aiming. I have to use the actual gun and the gun's not rendering. So that's great. Um, there's been bugs where I have been driving and I'll like make, I'll like hit a wall the wrong way. And like my car will just get stuck, like just vertically stuck somehow. And I can't move and I can't like leave. There was one point where I was in a tutorial and I couldn't tag enemies, which is like a basic thing to be able to do. And I couldn't tag enemies no matter how much I changed the key bindings. I tried using my Xbox controller. I just couldn't tag enemies and I was stuck in the tutorial because I couldn't leave the tutorial as a result of not being able to tag the enemies to proceed. So like a lot of and like, like that's incredibly like that. frustrating. Yes. There was a lot of times where I'm like, should I just put this down and play Ghost of Tsushima for the next month or so? And then... <laughs> By that time, they'll have issued their patches or whatever, and this will be a much more reliable experience. Because well, know. right, that's what I thought too. Because like the the next, so you're playing on PC, which is a little bit different than my situation. I'm playing on Series X, so for me, it's like the next gen patch comes out next year. So do I wait and do I, you know, do I kind of make my way through it and you know because it's it goes back to and I, I feels like we did talk about this but i guess it's just been i don't know time isn't real anymore <laughs> as it hasn't been for 9 months or 10 months whatever it's been now True. um but it's kind of like those games where like even you look at like destiny or no man's sky or a lot of these success stories of games that have started really rocky and have finally found their footing uh, uh halo master chief collection that game came out it was so buggy at launch and then now i think like 2 or 3 years later it's finally at the, the place that it should have launched at. Yeah. And you have these games that have done that. And, like, talk about really shooting yourself in the foot. The game should have been delayed. Rip off the Band-Aid and mm. just go ahead and, and delay it to 2021 and ship a good game. Yeah. Um, and it, just be done with it. Because, it honestly I never mean, should have been released on last gen at all in the state that it's in. Like, it's it doesn't reach 20 FPS on base Xbox One, which is uns- right. like. How is it supposed to be an actual... Like, this was supposed to be a last-gen game. It was never supposed to be a cross-gen title until they initially did the first delay. Like, which is... Right, well, thank God. Imagine if it came out in June or whatever, like it was supposed to. I mean, it would have been a disaster. A I disaster. Mean, I have to wonder what it was like back in April when it was originally supposed to be released. Was it, like, 1 FPS? Or April, yeah. <laughs> whatever. It was, yeah, like, it, April 2019, I think, was the original release date. Like, insanity. So, Miyamoto had this quote out i guess once they i don't know in 2012 when they i don't know they they delayed something and he said a delayed game is eventually good but a rush game is forever bad and this is i i remember <laughs> we were talking about as we get close to episode 100 what are your like top memorable moments this is probably <laughs> the third or fourth time i've quoted this quote because of all these delays and that's okay like delay the game and make it perfect and yes. make it as perfect as you can make it because 
I mean, in the day and age that we're in now, that quote was from 2012, I think, or sometime around then. Um, but now in 2020, you can issue patches and you can make it better. But by that time, the, the, the hype has fizzed away. The 4 out of 10 IGN review is going to get around to parents eventually. I mean, or whoever it is, people buying for their significant others or whatever it might be, saying, oh, hey, I'm going to buy Cyberpunk. Right now, you've got the initial rush of people. People are freaking out. They're going and buying it for Christmas or otherwise and other holidays uh, coming up you know, very soon here. But there are going to be people that say, holy shit, I saw Cyberpunk got a 4 out of 10. This game's terrible. I'm not buying this game. Yeah. And that is going to hurt them. And rushing the game out when you can't get it work, and now I get it. There's a whole seven-year-old hardware piece, right? But it needs to run at some capacity. Then if you need to run it at 20 FPS the entire time, run it at 20 FPS the entire time. Or make the game different. Or down-res whatever you need to do to the resolution. Or whatever you need to do. Do do what they've done with some of these Switch ports. Where, no, Doom Eternal can't run on Switch. But they've made it run on Switch by downgrading the graphics. And lowering the the performance of the title not necessarily compromising on the gameplay of it but compromising on whether you're talking about 60 fps versus 30 fps versus whatever else or you're talking about 720p maybe it's even in 480p whatever it is just make it right so that someone can play it for someone to open this game with a base xbox one and you're advertising the game to come out on a base xbox one literally the game box says xbox one on it doesn't say xbox series x it says xbox one it's got the little also plays on series x and s and all that other bs that they put on these cases you're going to have people that are going to buy this for their whatever friend family or otherwise that have an xbox one and they're going to bring it to them and they're going to pop it in they're going to be like what the hell is this i mean the drop to 10 fps literally looks like it's in slow motion like um, it's impo- it's unplayable you can't aim and shoot at things that are when it's at 10 fps you can't even see what you're right. shooting at there's entire explosions and sequences that don't render there's npcs that literally their faces don't render at all like right it's a joke it's an absolute joke but, so I got to that one yeah. part where um, you're going into the club for a mission um, to meet um, Evelyn Parker, or whatever her name is. Mm-hmm. But anyway, and you see the girl at the front, and I'm like, wait a second, I've seen this picture, and it's a picture on the IGN review <laughs> yes. where like the woman is literally like blocky. She literally looks like an N64 character. Yes, and it's like, just I just can't, I, you know, I, I don't know, I just cannot fathom what must have happened to let that ship out like that. It. It was. It clearly. I think there was, was a lot of partnerships and sponsorships and deals and things riding on it as well. Because remember the whole Xbox One X special edition that they sold right and came out in April or June or whatever. Yeah, and like you couldn't play the game until now. There's a Series X, like the whole new console that's come out since the delay. So I think right. there was a lot more at stake than just the bugs. Like this is a huge game with so many tie-ins and sponsorships, and 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 there's a, just a lot of money at, involved. So they needed to get it out and. If you're lucky enough to own a One X or a PS4 or even a PS5 or Series X or a high-end PC, then you're good to go. But that's a small fraction of people. Like, we're lucky because we have those things, but we are a very small fraction of people. We are not representative of the majority. So, Two things. Good as a matter of perspective, right? Because the bugs are still rampant, well, right? You still, yeah. there's, still <laughs> graphical, there's still graphical inclusions on there. I mean, there's just all sorts of... There's all sorts of issues with the game still, just not as gameplay impacting as, say, you know, on the Xbox One or Xbox One X. So, yeah. uh, but either way, what I was going to say before is that Halo Infinite had the same problem where, 
okay, the Master Chief costume came to Fortnite, right? That was obviously going to tie in with uh, Halo Infinite. Mm-hmm. Halo Infinite's not coming out till you know, we'll talk about it in a little bit, fall 2021. Um, you know, there are literally promotions promoting Halo. I mean, they're, they're promoting Halo on, uh, what do you call it? I think Rockstar Energy Cans and all these other things that were obviously going to tie in. So... I mean, Microsoft did the right thing. It's their biggest game that they can that they have in the roster right now. I mean, outside of like Fable and some of the other ones, but in the immediate immediate future, we'll say. Um, and they still pushed it out to make it right because if you launched it the way it was, it would have gotten so much bad press. It would have been like Master Chief Collection all over again. Now I understand Cyberpunk has got the Secret Labs tie-in. They've got a whole chair based on it. They've got um, why do I feel like they have uh, Cyberpunk shoes? I don't know. They've got like everything, right? They, probably they went like full on crazy. They got the mouse, the keyboards. They got they've got a whole bunch of stuff. I get it, but yeah. at the same time, like it's you got to be pro consumer here somewhere. And yeah, saying that go buy a Series X or a PS5 to play it. It's marketed as a PS4 and Xbox One game with updates to come in the future. Yeah, it just it it should have never been a last gen game. I don't know. Whatever. We can we can talk about this for hours, but it is worth noting that The Witcher Three which is CD Projekt's previous uh, big action RPG game, um, also launched with a whole ton of bugs, but now it's kind of lauded as one of the best PC games of all time. Uh, so it's there is a road to recovery. I don't think that this is like, you know, spelling disaster for Cyberpunk forever. But as of right now, I can't urge anyone to run out and get it. While it is fun, I am enjoying it for the most part. I've been streaming a whole ton of it. Um, you could see live on stream all the bugs that I run into, and I'm not making it up. Like I'll literally, like you guys saw that, right? That's <laughs> so it's it's fun. The game, the story, the actual narrative is is a lot of fun. Um, it's it's really good story so far, but I can't recommend anyone being like, oh, you have to get this right now. Like if you get it in February, sure, I think it'll be better by then. They'll issue. They right. said they're going to issue two big patches, one in January, one in February. So maybe wait for then. There's no rush. You're not missing right. out on too much. Right, and I and I hear the I hear the Witcher argument, right? But I don't know. I guess maybe I'm considered an old school video game player, where I think of like Nintendo releases a game and it's perfect. I mean, and I mean, lately, yeah. obviously, <laughs> lately there's been some some issues with some of their games, like Link's Awakening had the the frame rate drop and and stuff like that. So I get it. But if Super Mario Odyssey was released uh, flawless, there was no there were truly no Real issues with it. Breath of the Wild had some minor slowdown that people found, but overall, for what it was running on Switch, I mean, it ran very, it runs incredibly well. Yeah. Um, and there, and there's all sorts of games that Nintendo's Nintendo's been first party, uh, their first party releases have been really good on. There's been some stinkers as well, but you know it, that's fine. But I just you'd be hard pressed to find a buggy Nintendo release. Basically, is what it is. Like, right. I mean, really look at hard. Last of Us Part Two. Right. I mean, that that was a massive game that they put a lot of money into. They delayed it when they needed to delay it, and it came out. It was great. Yeah. So, you know, people were pissed off about dis- design decisions, but that's on them. Anyways, enough about Cyberpunk. Like you said, we could probably spend an entire episode. Oh my god, critiquing. you haven't even talked about what you did. <laughs> I know it'll be quick. It's fine. Um, so I also watched Mandalorian. We'll talk more about that on the spoiler cast on Friday uh, after we've watched the last episode of the season. Like I said before, I had no idea that that was the last episode coming up. So kind of a shocker because there's so many different things that I feel like I need to see happen. Mm-hmm. And to think that I'm going to have to wait until next Christmas to watch the third season mm-hmm. sucks. Um, 
at the Game Awards live stream, uh, or at the Game Awards, they announced a Halo uh, Master Chief uh, skin in Fortnite. And believe it or not, that's the first skin I've ever bought in Fortnite. So I bought that. Um, now I'm running around as Master Chief feeling cool because it's the closest thing to a Halo game I'm, I'm going to get in 2020. So <laughs> oh it's uh, it's good stuff. Uh, Fortnite's a lot of fun. I don't know. I get a kick out of it. I pick it up, play it a little bit. It's kind of like Overwatch where I can yeah. pick it up, play for a little bit, and move on. So it's, uh, it's good fun. And uh, there is a custom... A custom, like, they call it, like, creative, Fortnite creative, where you can, like, make your own matches and stuff and you make your own rules and all this other stuff. Um, they made a recreation of, of Blood Gulch, which was an extremely popular map in Halo Combat Evolved, the very first Halo game. And they made a Capture the Flag mode, which is also extremely popular on the original Halo game, a Capture the Flag mode in Fortnite on this recreation of this map. Really, really cool. Very well done. A lot of fun. Pretty hard. But I tried that out as well. So... Uh, good stuff. Fortnite's alive and well. Uh, I need to hit level 100 to get the Baby Yoda um, little character to ride behind me. So that sucks because I don't think that's ever going to happen. So, uh, <laughs> Could we be playing Fortnite what right else? now? What else? <laughs> What'd you say? Could we be playing Fortnite right now instead you're just recording know, the podcast I, I, I could be playing Fortnite right now. Instead, <laughs> I'm giving my time to the people. Uh, what else did we watch? We started. So I was super pumped. I was a big fan of High School Musical, the musical, the series. As I've said before, the holiday special came out on Friday. I was pretty pumped thinking that it was a regular episode. No, this was each character's like singing their heart out, whatever, in their hometowns. And I'm like, okay, whatever. This is stupid. Oh, so That's unfortunate. Um, PSA, I did not think it was cute. Uh, it wasn't an episode. I thought it was stupid. Um, but then again, I'm obviously not the targeted age group so or tar- targeted audience. Was it literally just them singing like disjointed? There's no like actual narrative or story or anything? Yeah, it was like, it was, I don't know, I didn't watch it long enough. Maybe there is. I don't think there is. But it was like, oh, here's, uh, what's the main character's name? Ricky. Here's Ricky, and he's singing a song, whatever, some Christmas song. And then here's the the girl that moved, you know, whatever, the, the tall girl, I forget her name. Uh, she She's singing a song, like, outside in Arizona, because she grew up in Arizona. And then there's um, the, the two really dramatic guys, I forget their names. Um, I totally like forget the show, every person's the name. Show, in the yeah, show. the showrunner and the, um, the red-headed guy. Uh, I, I forget them. But anyway, uh, either way, they're like singing to each other or whatever. Maybe not the redheaded guy. Blonde? I don't know. Anyway, that's <laughs> when we turned it off. I was like, I've had enough of this. Um, you know, people were like, oh, I'm getting in the Christmas spirit. And I'm like, go off. This isn't for me. So we watched Mandalorian instead. Or, well, we watched Mandalorian sooner than we anticipated. Because we were going to watch the holiday special and then Mandalorian. So we ended up watching Mandalorian and turning off holiday special. So either way, uh, I was kind of annoyed by that because I thought it was going to be kind of like the... Like the the Christmas episode of the show or whatever. Yeah. Which I don't know. I guess if they didn't have it recorded pre COVID, then that'd be pretty hard to do. So I guess that's why uh, that's why it wasn't. That's done, probably so. It was so why it was like disjointed like that because they recorded everything individually to keep right. everyone apart from each other. Yeah. So, anyways, another another fallen soldier to the year twenty twenty. That's <laughs> it's fine. Uh, yeah, it's totally fine. So, all right, we're, let's jump right into it. we got a long episode ahead, and we've talked for 30 minutes about how uh, cyberpunk is glitchy and all this other <laughs> stuff. So yes. we're flipping things around. We're doing the hot toddies for gaming uh, first, and then we'll move into the entertainment news. There is a shitload of entertainment news. So yes. we'll start with the Game Awards. Uh, the last of us two took home Game of the Year and took away, like, I don't know, seven other awards. So that's your overview for the Game Awards. <laughs> Basically, I don't think anything else, nothing else was really announced besides Sephiroth. Um, no, no other big announcements or big upsets or awards or anything like that. Uh, Perfect Dark yeah. was announced, and that's the new game by the initiative. Oh, so yeah. Microsoft's first first quadruple A studio, I think, is what they called it. So that's pretty cool. That's yes. the initiative is a 
uh, collaboration of a few different teams. So pretty cool stuff there. It was heavily rumored that a Perfect Dark game was in development. So it was nice to see that actually come to fruition and see the announcement. Doesn't do much for me. I never played Perfect Dark. I never played Perfect Dark Zero, but it seems to be good stuff for a lot of people. So go off, I suppose. Yes. Um, what else? Oh, wait, there's one other thing at Game Awards. Oh, Back for Blood was uh, there's a new trailer for Back for Blood, and Ahmed and I both got into the uh, closed alpha. Oh, yeah. Closed beta? Uh, alpha. Um, yeah, Back for Blood is the, I guess, spiritual sequel or direct sequel. I'm going to say spiritual sequel to Left for Dead. Um, so we got into the alpha, which is this weekend. So we can uh, give you our thoughts on that. Yeah, I don't play. think we're allowed to stream it. I have to look at, like, there's a, an agreement that we have to sign or whatever. So I don't know okay. if we can stream it. Yeah. Uh, but something to keep in mind. So if not, if we can't stream it, you'll be hearing from us next week on the 100th episode. Perfect. Um, Moving right into a little bit more Microsoft news here. Halo Infinite is now targeted for fall 2021. So this one hurts a bit, but it's not too surprising. So I'll read down here from the Halo Waypoint blog. I'll read part of it. They did a whole big old update on um, pretty much all sorts of things that relate to Halo Infinite. So an art art and graphics update, um, some stuff about weapons and all sorts of stuff. So there's a lot of good stuff here if you're a Halo fan. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of pictures and stuff, so we're not going to go too far into it. Uh, but just just read the main statement from Joe Staten, who I don't know who is that. Who is Joe Staten? Joe, Hello, Staten, Joe Staten is who are you? He was Joe part of the Staten. Bungie team who made Halo CE. Or, oh, he was part of the Bungie team that made Halo, Halo Two, Halo Three, Halo CE being Combat Evolved, Halo Three ODST, and Halo Reach. He is a okay. designer. He's part of the I team think. working on Halo Infinite. Yes. Okay. I guess I could have guessed that one, huh? <laughs> it says um, it in the first sentence. <laughs> okay. So it says, uh, this was on 12-8. So it's a little bit old, but we didn't record last week. So here it is. Hey, everyone. I'm Joseph Staten. Uh, I've been a longtime part of the Halo community. You may already know me. If you're new to the community, hello. It's great to meet you. I was part of the Bungie team who made... <laughs> Anyways, he goes into exactly who he is. <laughs> yes. Um, I was part of the Bungie team who made Halo Combat Evolved, Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo 3 ODST, and Halo Reach. I came up on the design side of the projects, wearing many different hats over the years, including writer, cinematic director, creative director, even a voice for the grunts. After Reach shipped, I became a Halo fan, cheering on 343 Industries from the sidelines, but I've spent the last four months immersing myself back into the Halo universe, and it's my honor as creative director to help our team ship Halo Infinite in fall 2021. Boom. Um, He didn't say boom. I said boom. Uh, Yep, that's when the game's coming out. And from now until then, every one of us at 343 Industries and our great partner teams will be building, testing, and polishing experience we hope you all of you love. I joined 343 Industries right as the team was wrestling with feedback from the July campaign demo. This discussion boiled down to one fundamental truth. We needed more time to do things right. That included pushing hard in the fall, giving the team time to recharge over the holidays, and then coming back in January to finish the game at a healthy pace. Because Halo Infinite in the fall of 2020, one, is just the beginning of the new adventure. Uh, I'll be back at the end of the update for some closing thoughts, but now Brian, take it away. And then Brian goes into all sorts of updates here. Um, and then what does Joe tell us at the end? Uh, Halo Infinite is in a world. Uh, truly, Halo Infinite is a world in which I love spending time and I'm thrilled to return to, both as a designer and a player. On behalf of the entire team, thank you for your patience and passion. Can't wait for you to join us on the Halo Infinite adventure. Uh, first with Insider Fighting later next year. First with Insider flighting later next year and then when we ship in fall 2021 in the meantime hope all of you have a restful holiday season we'll catch you in the new year so good take your time uh you know hot off the heels of cyberpunk being glitchy and everything i think this is good i hope they take some time to uh rest and regenerate and get this done 
and get it done correctly. So yeah, we and we'll the, see what happens. The screenshots that they have in this article uh, do look a lot better than uh, previously. So I guess these are kind of supposed to be like reassuring, like, look, we promise we're going to make it look good. Look how good we can make right. it look. Um, so this is good. Right. Oh, cool. Yeah, I hope I hope it's good. Uh, we will see. It's uh, a good Halo game is long overdue. We shall see indeed. Um, all right. And rounding out our gaming news, not much happened else besides. So EA Play has been delayed for Game Pass on PC. It was actually supposed to come out literally today. Um, it is already available on consoles. It has been since Series X and S came out, um, but it was supposed to come out today. But they are delaying it until 2021. So this one comes from the Xbox blog. Um, when we originally set out to write this blog post, we would announce uh, the availability of EA Play on PC with Xbox Game Pass. It looked a little bit different. Unfortunately, what had uh, been a celebratory celebratory post is now uh, one asking for a little more patience. We made the decision to delay until 2021 uh, the release of EA Play on PC as a part of Game Pass for PC and Ultimate memberships. Um, so this one's not too too big of a deal. Um, I could I could wait until 2021. It's okay. Um, but yeah, it's still available on console. So if you have console. Yeah, it, it's surprising, but I guess not entirely surprising. So I would imagine um, the delay is more so on EA's side, uh, more than Microsoft's, because I think Microsoft is ready to go. Um, EA is working on a updated EA Play app on PC in general, um, so I think that's what's that's probably what's causing a delay. That that makes one hundred percent sense. So mm-hmm. EA's origin platform on PC is a disaster. Yes, and it's canceled now. <laughs> it's destroyed, and it's turning into EA Play. Um, Good. So yeah. It's about time. Yes. And then did you watch the Indie World, Nintendo's Indie World show? So I did. I did. um, I kind of watched bits and pieces of it, and then I was following the announcements as they were coming in on my Twitter feed. So uh, I can run through some of the announcements. I kind of saw enough to understand almost all of these announcements. So there were some of them I've never seen before, but um, I'm pulling this from Business Wire. So perhaps the largest announcement and Nintendo's last announcement of the Indie World Showcase was that Among Us is coming to Nintendo Switch and it's going to feature cross-platform play. So you can play with PC and uh, mobile players as well. So Among Us has taken the world by storm. Since uh, the lockdown and, and the pandemic has kind of have kind of started, this game's been around for some time, but started to gain some real traction uh, this year with all of the you know kind of people looking for like Animal Crossing games like that to play with friends. So Among Us started to become more viral. Um, that is perhaps the the largest announcement. It's available right now uh, for five dollars flat on the eShop. Uh, Spelunky and Spelunky 2 are coming to Nintendo Switch in summer 2021. Spelunky, there is a huge fan base for Spelunky, so these are two very large announcements, uh, especially Spelunky 2. Spelunky 2 launched as a PS4 exclusive, I believe, back in September or October um, and got very, very good reviews. Um, this is one of those randomly generated type games where you know you go through and you get survival supplies and you kind of go through and explore these differently randomly generated areas. At least I believe they're randomly generated. But um, yeah, there's a big uh, there is a big uh, following behind that game. So interesting. Uh, Grindstone is available later today. It sounds like a puzzle battler. I didn't really see this one. Calico is like a about ma- it says magical girls, cat cafes, and cuddly animals. What more do you need in life? <laughs> uh, fill, fill a cozy cafe with cute creatures, charming furniture, festive decorations, and yummy pastries. Uh, it's the perfect way to spend a day. Oh, Anyways. no. Uh, that comes to Switch today. Super Meat Boy Forever, which I think is the third game? No. 
Uh, no, it's a, oh, it's a sequel. Holy crap! Anyways, really? I thought there were three games. There's only two. Huh. Um, so Super Meat Boy Forever finally comes to Nintendo Switch as a console timed. Uh, excuse me, a console launch exclusive on December 23rd. Uh, this game looks super good. Uh, the trailer looked great. So I'm excited to give this one a try at some point. I don't know if I'm going to get it at launch or try it out when it goes on sale. Um, Cyber Shadow is coming to Nintendo Switch on January 26, 2021. So this is one that we talked about last... No, we talked about during this at, on the Game Awards because this was an announcement for Game Pass. and But there was no date attached to it. So it officially got its date today uh, as January 26th. So this one is done in partnership with Yacht Club Games. Uh, it's made by Mechanical Head Studios, but I believe Yacht Club Games is helping them bring it to market, and Yacht Club Games is responsible for Shovel Knight. So I saw this demoed at PAX in March, and it looked really interesting. The line was too long. I didn't want to wait, but I watched as someone was demoing it, and it looked really good. Uh, right at my alley, 16-bit type graphics, um, dashing, slashing, uh, and leaping, and all that, you know, the general kind of stuff, kind of like, you know, a stereotypical ninja-type game from that era. So... I'm super excited to try this on Game Pass um, since it'll be free there. Uh, that comes out January 26th, like I said before. Um, Tunch from Leap Game Studios is a 2D beat-em-up with breathtaking hand-drawn art. I didn't see this. Uh, I have to go back and look at this. Interesting. Set in the Amazon rainforest, it can be explored by, with one of five heroes, each with their own distinctive skills and abilities, including Hat Kid, the protagonist from the 3D platformer Hat in Time. Interesting. I didn't know that. Um, indies are all starting to collide. They're getting wild and rampant. <laughs> um, this is coming out March 2021. Very, very valet. Comes from Toyful Games. Uh, get behind the wheel to pick up, park, and return cars in over 20 locations. Uh, early 2021 is a timed exclusive. Fisty Fluffs from Playful. Uh, these, these last ones are kind of off the radar. I don't, I don't know too much about them. Fisty Fluffs, uh, the kittens have claws in this physics-based party game. Featuring fierce felines, you'll need to whack and pounce your way to victory. Uh, coming to Switch Spring 2021. Happy game from Amanita Design. Uh, it looks like it's a puzzle game coming to, coming in Spring 2021. Alba, a wildlife adventure. This game looks pretty cool. Uh, it's coming from the studio that made Monument Valley for uh, mobile. So it's an open world experience. Uh, in this game, even the smallest person can make a big difference. Join Alba as she visits her grandparents on a Mediterranean island. Uh, ready for a peaceful summer of wildlife exploration, but when she sees her beloved island in danger, she realizes that she needs to do something about it. Recruit volunteers for your cause, help heal sick animals, clean up the wilderness, and ultimately save the island. A visually stunning season of exploration awaits. Uh, coming to Switch in spring 2021. And the last but not least, uh, this is either Gnosia or Noja. I'm going to say it's Gnosia. <laughs> I'm going to say it's Noja. Um, in this one-of-a-kind sci-fi adventure, a ship is overtaken uh, by aliens who can take the form of humans, meet an eclectic cast of characters, to, uh, and help unravel their mysteries in a fascinating narrative spin on the social deduction genre where you play against up to 14 NPCs. Apparently it's uh, a visual no novel. Yeah, this one had a, a very interesting art style, if I remember correctly. Um, yes, this had a very interesting art style. It was like, sort of like... Exactly like a visual novel, but the characters look very hand-drawn, which I'm assuming they are hand-drawn. Probably, um, yeah. But it's almost like how the Trauma Center games are and the Phoenix Wright games are, where like the character appears and they like, change their emotion and come back in a different drawing or yes, whatever. So. Yeah, it's very, um, I guess, JRPG in general. Kind right. of. That's a very JRPG thing to do. Um, but it looks right. interesting. Yeah, so that comes in early 2021. Uh, they included a montage of upcoming indie games, when, including When the Past Was Around, which will be launching for Switch later today, and also featured Finding Paradise, Hazel Sky, 
Hoa, Hoa, H-O-A, Hoa or Hoa? I'm assuming it's Hoa. H-O-A? Yeah. Mm. Um, Cosmocrats and Trash Sailors, which is two words to describe us, <laughs> which are all headed to Nintendo Switch. <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. So uh, that's all That's all happening. And uh, yeah, stuff. so good stuff. I mean, it was kind of out of left field. They announced it yesterday, I think, or Monday. Yeah. And uh, good stuff. Among Us is great. I bought Among Us on Switch so that, you know, next time we play, I play it on Switch. There you go. And uh, yeah, so more cool indie games. And that wraps up the hot toddies for video games. We're at 45 minutes, and we have like 45 minutes more of content to go. So All right, speed, speed run, run time. time. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> Go. All right. Epic Universe from Universal has been indefinitely paused. This one comes from InsideTheMagic.net. Mamma mia. Um, Epic Universe was meant to be the third or fourth, if you count the Volcano Bay Water Park, um, Universal Orlando theme park gate. But since the coronavirus pandemic struck, the uh, new theme park that Universal was boasting about received the silent treatment. Uh, Jeff Schell, NBC Universal CEO, spoke on Epic Universe and if guests should continue to plan to expect to see it. Uh, Interviewer John Christopher Hodelik asked... Um, and have the plans for Epic been pushed out, or when can we expect you guys to more move forward on the project? Uh, Shell responded, so we've paused it. To put billions of dollars of capital in the ground when you have such uncertainty about when and how the theme park is going to come back, we thought it not prudent. Uh, so at the moment, we paused it and will continue to evaluate it over time. And at some point, we intend to build that, build that park. Uh, so at some point, we'll restart it and start building it. But until we know the tra- trajectory of how the theme park comes back and how fast demand is going to come from overseas and everything... We're not going to restart it just yet. Um, Epic Universe was confirmed to be the Orlando gate that will hold Super Mario, or yeah, I guess Super Mario Land, World, whatever, Super Mario Universe, I don't know what it's officially called. Um, And also rumored to have a Fantastic Beasts Land, uh, Universal Monsters, and How to Train Your Dragon area. But those were all rumored. Uh, The only confirmed thing was Mario. So we'll, I guess, have to wait even longer. I think we're already going to wait until like 2024 for this one. Uh, under normal circumstances, so uh, this one right. is going to be uh, a minute before we're able to ride the Mario Kart ride, unless we go to Japan. Um, yeah, so that's it for that. Do you want to take the next one, or should I? Or I don't know how we're speed running um, this. <laughs> Quick. Okay, we'll speed. Okay. okay. WB's entire 2021 slate of films coming to HBO Max the same day as they hit theaters. This one comes from IGN. Warner Bros. announced an industry-shaking approach to distributing its films in 2021, revealing that it will be making all 17 of its theatrically released movies. That uh, that year available available concurrently for a one month exclusive window on HBO Max. More importantly, watching the movies will require no extra cost to HBO Max subscribers, which is awesome. Uh, all films were released in, on HBO Max in 4K Ultra HD and HDR on HBO Max. After the one month HBO Max exclusive window is up, the movies will continue to run in theaters in the United States and internationally. Quote with all customary distribution windows applying to the title. Uh, the movies that will be coming next year to HBO Max concurrently with the movie theater are The Little Things, Judas and the, and the Black Messiah, Tom and Jerry, Godzilla vs. Kong, Mortal Kombat, Those Who Wish Me Dead, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. They're still making Conjuring movies? It's the third one. That's only the third one? There's a Conjuring I'm universe, think, but like of the uh, official the, ones, this right. is only the third one. I'm thinking Annabelle and all those clowns. Yeah, no. Okay. Uh, literally. Clown <laughs> Literal balls. clowns. Um, in the Heights, Space Jam A New Legacy, The Suicide Squad, Reminiscence, uh, <laughs> Malignant. I thought it said Maleficent for a second. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, for a second I did too. I was like, wait a second. Uh, Dune, The Many Saints of Newark, King Richard, Cry, Mancho, Cry Macho, and Matrix 4. These are massive titles. I mean, I don't know. 
of course, me, I'm sitting here like, ooh, Space Jam, ooh, In the Heights. I mean, you know, yeah, whatever. they are massive titles. Like, In the Heights, yeah. like, these were all, these are all, even I mean, Dune especially, were, like, marquee, like, huge tentpoles for the studio. So, the right. fact that every single one of them is coming to HBO Max is absolutely insane. Yeah. Right, but, for free. Well, yeah. you know what I mean. Part yeah. of the uh, part of the subscription. So, yeah. this is, this is, I mean, this is not surprising, I guess, because uh, Wonder Woman... 84 is finally coming to HBO Max uh, on Christmas. So that, you know, that's after a lot of delays. So we'll get into, I guess, a little bit here on how this is interesting compared to what Disney's approach is uh, soon here. So uh, last quote here, we're living in unprecedented times which call for creative solutions, including the, this new initiative for the Warner Brothers Pictures Group, said Warner Media Studios chair and CEO and Sarnoff in a statement. No one wants films back on the big screen more than we do. We know new content is the lifeblood of theatrical theatrical exhibition but we have to balance with this with the reality that most theaters in the united states will likely operate reduced capacity throughout 2021 with this unique one-year plan we can support our partners in exhibition with a steady pipeline of world-class films while also giving moviegoers who may not have a choice who may not have access to theaters or aren't quite ready to go back to the movies the chance to see our amazing films in 2021 Uh, we see it as a win-win for film lovers and exhibitors and we're extremely grateful to our filmmaking partners for working with us on this innovative response to these circumstances 100% 100% pro-consumer, in my opinion. I think this is great. HBO Max is the spot. Uh, I think HBO Max will see a spike in subscribers due to this. Oh, absolutely. Um, and they no longer offer a free trial, so you do have to actually subscribe. But I think it's only like 10 bucks a month or 15 bucks a month or something. Like, it's nowhere near as expensive as it would be to get Mulan, which was twenty nine ninety nine, or Raya and the Last Dragon, which is going to be twenty nine ninety nine. We'll talk about that in a bit. Think of it, I mean, think of it like you're subscribing to Stubbs, right? I mean, it's like Basically, essentially yeah. what you're doing. Exactly. Um, anyways, next up, Oscar Isaac is Solid Snake. This one came completely out of left field because I had no idea that there was even a Solid Snake film in development, but apparently there is. Um, from Deadline.com, Sony's long-awaited Metal Gear Solid adaptation looks to have gained some major momentum as sources tell Deadline that Oscar Isaac is attached to play Solid Snake in the film, which is currently in development at Sony Pictures with uh, Jordan Vogt Roberts, Roberts uh, on board to direct. The film is based on the Metal Gear Solid video game created by Kojima and Konami, or published by Konami. Uh, the script is written by Derek Connolly, Avi Arad is producing, and Peter Kang is the executive overseeing for the studio. Um, so this one's wild. I'm super excited. I love I love Oscar Isaac. Um, so hopefully this is not a letdown. I can't assume that it will be with him at the helm, or at least with him on the screen. Um, so that's exciting. And then more exciting news. I will wrap up this, and then we can get into the Disney stuff for the last 10 minutes. Spider-Man 3 casting is insane. Uh, this movie is scheduled to come out December 2021. I don't think there's been any official delays announced yet for this, or any more further delays, I guess. Um but we already previously reported that Jamie Foxx, Tobey Maguire, and Andrew Garfield, and I want to say um, Kirsten Dunst and uh, Emma Stone have also been more or less confirmed to be coming back for this movie. Uh, but wait, there's more. Um, according to a Hollywood reporter, Alfred Molina is putting the metal arms back on to reprise his role as the villainous Doct- Oct- Dr. Octopus. I don't like that. Just Doc Ock. <laughs> Sources tell The Hollywood Reporter. Molina turned into a fan favorite performance in Sam Raimi's 20, or 2004. Wow, I was going to say 2004. 2004 sequel to Spider-Man 2 as Otto Octavius, a brilliant scientist turned eight-limbed villain who pushed Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man to the limits. Uh, Molina's involvement in the upcoming Spider-Man movie was first rumored late last month when GWW reported the actor had been spotted on set. Um, but that's, you know, I kind of expected. He was in the original Spider-Man trilogy. Why not? Why not bring him back? Here's something even crazier. 
According to comicbook.com, Charlie Cox has also reportedly joined the sprawling cast of Spider-Man 3, reprising his role as Matt Murdock from the canceled Netflix series. This would be Daredevil's first appearance in the MCU at all. Um, well, I mean, MCU counting the movies, if we're considering that Netflix shows are no longer regarded. Um, appearing alongside Peter Parker in the joint production with Sony Pictures. Cox last appeared as Daredevil over two years ago, and now Netflix's rights to the character have reverted back to Marvel Studios for future projects. This is only the latest surprise uh, casting notice, so it sounds like Spider-Man 3 could explore the multiverse and include different eras in the Wallcrawler cinematic history. That one's kind of insane. I don't know if I like fully believe that one, the Charlie Cox one, but if that happens, like they are really going all out. They're, they really set into the Spider-Verse live action for this one. <laughs> Like that's insane. To yeah, me. this this whole I mean, this whole thing gets me super hyped and leads me to believe that you know this is going to be the way that they tie in the Sony universe into the MCU and they start to just interweave the two of them and hopefully Sony and Disney stay friends and that that whole fiasco remains over. Yes. So we'll see we'll see what happens there. But yeah, that is super 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 exciting. Um, really stoked. Can't wait to see it. Uh, hopefully it's not any any further no no further delays than it already is, but who who knows? I guess we'll see what happens. But yes, I mean it is currently filming. There's been there. I mean Tom Holland's Instagram, they are there. So hopefully nothing right. nothing happens any further. But speaking of exciting things, want to talk about the 52 new things that Disney just announced? All right, we're gonna see how fast I can get through this. Ready? <laughs> oh my goodness, he's chugging water, folks. Okay, I got the water. Lips smacked. Okay. <laughs> Disney's Investor Day was last Thursday, same day as the Game Awards, and you'll hear uh, between myself, Logan, and Ahmed, we were going through and kind of talking through some of the announcements in the middle of the Game Awards because it literally was like they just kept coming. It was just like, hey, oh, hey, also, there's this. And there it was to the point where it was like Saturday, and I was still finding new announcements I didn't know about. Yes. Uh, so Disney truly unloaded, and their stock price went up. Uh, it's pretty substantial. I think it was up to 170 at one point. I don't even know what it's at now, but I'd imagine it just continued to go to go up because they made a lot of strong moves, with the exception of of, of how they're going to handle some of the stuff that we talked about very briefly there with like Raya and the others. Um, but right now they're at 173 dollars, which is incredibly high for their stock price. I mean, they were just at $98 right at, right as the pandemic started and, and the parks closed. And so this is, I mean, they're really spiking. So, all right, let's jump right into it. Let's start with the Marvel news. This all comes from The Verge, who did a very nice write-up, possibly the best write-up I've seen of all the news from Investor's Day. So starting with Marvel, the Disney Plus series that are coming. WandaVision, the first Marvel Studios show coming out on Disney Plus, got a new trailer ahead of its upcoming January 15th release date. Ahmed and I feel the same way. Not super excited about this. We'll watch it. I don't know. It's not really selling me yet, but that is the first, uh, actually one month from today, that is the first Marvel Disney Plus original series to come. The Falcon the Winter Soldier comes next. It got a new trailer along with a March release date when that was actually supposed to come out initially over the summer. COVID hit, got delayed. Looks super good. I trailer think you watched trailers well, right? Looks incredible. I was like vibrating watching it. Anyway, continue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first look at Loki, Disney's highly anticipated short series based on Tom Hiddleston's God of Mischief ca character. The show also got a May 2021 release date. Really nice. Uh, Hawkeye is premiering on Disney Plus in late fall 2021. Studio also confirmed that Haley Steinfeld will be appearing in the series. So that positions WandaVision. Two months later, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Two months later, 
uh, Loki, and then two to five months later, we'll say, two to four months later, whatever, whatever you want to call it, we'll say two to five months later, is Hawkeye, which is a very good pace of all four of those movies. You start to get into that cadence like we do with the Marvel movies. Good stuff. Uh, what if an animated series from Marvel Studios that features the voice acting cast of many Marvel Cinematic Universe stars also got a new trailer that offered a first look at the upcoming series? We knew about this one in the past, so good to see that's uh, progressing along nicely. Yes. Uh, Kevin Feige also announced th- three new series coming to Disney Plus: Ironheart, sent to star Dominique Thorne, uh, engineering protege Riri Williams. Um, oh, Armor sent Wars. to star Dorm- Dominique Thorne as engineering protege. Right, right, right. I got all caught up. I'm like, she, what happened here? Yeah, she's like the uh, female Iron Woman, I guess. Like your Iron Man. Or Iron right. Woman. You and always see her at Comic-Con. Right, and there was no... Yeah, you do. And there was no talk about whether or not um, Robert Downey Jr. would come back as Iron Man. So, um, But anyway, so then Armor Wars is also announced, which examines one of Tony Stark's biggest fears and stars Don Cheadle. Uh, Don Cheadle? Cheadle? Don Cheadle? Cheadle? It's Cheadle. definitely Cheadle. Don Cheadle. I don't know. I'm so bad with names. Don Cheadle, who is reprising his role as Colonel James Rhodey Rhodes. Uh, and Secret Invasion, the previously rumored Nick Fury-led series that will see Samuel L. Jackson reprise his role as the S.H.I.E.L.D. director alongside Ben Mendelsohn's Skull sh- Shapeshifter Talos. Uh, no release dates for the new projects were announced. Good stuff. Uh, Marvel Studios chief uh, Kevin Feige also gave some casting updates on the already announced Moon Knight, She-Hulk, and Miss Marvel. Notably, Tatiana Maslany uh, will play the lead role in She-Hulk, with Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner also set to appear, while Miss Marvel star Iman Vellani's uh, Kamala Khan will appear in Captain Marvel 2. Feige noted that the shows will continue to interweave with the greater Marvel Cinematic Universe. Very strong move. That was kind of what the Netflix shows lacked. So... Good stuff there. It would always be like kind of like cameos, but no real interweaving. Yeah. Um, perhaps, perhaps the largest news here: Marvel Studios is working on a new Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special for Disney Plus, due out in 2022. I'm hyped. Uh, that that will be directed by James Gunn. The special will film alongside the upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, also directed by Gunn and set for release in 2023. There's also I Am Groot, a series of short films starring Groot. That was only a matter of time. Okay, <laughs> only a matter of time. Those were the Disney Plus series. What do you think? Good stuff is what I have to say. I mean, yeah, I'm super excited. I mean, yeah, yeah it's it's wild. I'm so you're saying like it's they release and then it's two months. Like assuming that they do the whole like one episode a week thing, it means we're just gonna get a new episode of a new Marvel show for like a long period of time. Like right, WandaVision until, is in like, January, and then as soon as that finishes, Falcon Winter Soldier like presumably premieres the next week or two weeks later. Like right, it's really cool. Right, right, right. Which is good. Yeah. Now. Jumping into the movies, Feige confirmed that Black Panther 2 will not recast the late Chadwick Boseman's King T'Challa. The film, set to be directed by Ryan Coogler, is set, still set for July 2022. We knew this. Good confirmation. Um, a third Ant-Man film, Ant-Man and the... Well, actually, I don't know if we 100% knew that. I think they commented after Chadwick had passed, but... I think we knew the Chadwick. It's good to hear... Yeah. But it's, it, yeah, this is the first time we've heard it from Feige. Right. Good to hear it re- uh, reassured and reconfirmed. A third Ant-Man film, which we, I don't think we knew about this. Ant-Man no. and the Wasp, uh, Quantumania, is officially in development. Peyton Reed will return to direct, as, Paul, as as will Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas like 100 years old. Anyways. <laughs> and Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, Quantumania will also introduce Jonathan Ma- Majors as Kang the Conqueror, one of Marvel's biggest villains. The Ant-Man so, movies are so underrated. They're so good. I'm so hyped for this. I, I was going to say, like... I, it still surprises me that there's so many Ant-Man movies. I I really enjoy them too, and I think that they are underrated and they're super funny. But at the same time, it's just like I, I don't know. It just I don't know. I guess it's like it's, there's no 
we're not going to make new Iron Man movies. We know about the new Thor movie. We know about new Guardians movie. So I guess bring Ant-Man along for the ride. So there's usually good uh, interweavings of core stories to be told in the Ant-Man movies that are then expanded upon in other movies. So yeah. I'm good with it. Um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness will tie into both the upcoming WandaVision and Sony and Marvel's third Spider-Man movie. The studio also confirmed that Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange will be appearing in the still unnamed Spider-Man sequel. This is almost like Otherwise a confirmation of the whole multiverse happening in Spider-Man. <laughs> right, three, right, literally. Since they haven't given anything yet, but yeah. Literally. Okay. And last but not least, Marvel Studios is developing a new Fantastic Four movie. Ugh, which finally. All of this one. stuff has been heavily rumored, I think, except for the new Ant-Man and the Wasp movie. I, I, I had seen nothing about that movie. Yeah. Um, but I think even Kevin Feige like confirmed at Comic-Con, he's like, yes, we didn't forget about Fantastic Four. So, um, obviously, here we are. They've tried those movies twice and failed both times, so third time's a charm, oh. right? They did not. They did not what? Oh, I said they yes. being Fox. Or whatever, right. whoever owned it. The and clowns. Now, the clowns, the clowns did. did. All right. Well, should I tap in for for the next Go bash ahead. here? All right. I'm out of breath. <laughs> I'll let you drink your water. All right. Next up, Lucasfilm. Uh, Disney not only announced roughly ten Star Wars series coming to Disney Plus, but it also gave some early details and a few of those about a few of those series and other Star Wars projects. Uh, additionally, the final Indiana Jones is now in pre-production and will be released in July 2022, which is not really necessarily Lucasfilm, but exciting news regardless. All right, starting off with the Star Wars Disney Plus series. Um, Disney Plus is getting two new Star Wars shows, both spin-offs of The Mandalorian. Uh, one is called Rangers of the New Republic, and the second is Ashoka. Uh, sorry, Ahsoka, not Ashoka. I always get confused because the S and the H are really close together. He said Ashoka. <laughs> Shut up. The three, show, uh, three shows are planned to feature crossovers in the future as well. Um, Star Wars, The Bad Batch, which I really want to read as The Bad Bitch. But it's not <laughs> Bad Batch. It's an animated series about the Bad Batch of clones from the Clone Wars, which will debut exclusively on Disney+. Plus. No date given for that. Um, Star Wars Andor, starring Rogue One's Diego Luna, is coming in 2022. We knew about this already. Uh, the Acolyte, a new Star Wars series, helmed by Russian doll creator Leslie... Is that how you pronounce that? Leslie? Yeah, I think it is Leslie. Leslie Headland, uh, set in the High Republic era of the franchise, coming to Disney+. Plus. Hayden Christensen is returning as Darth Vader in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, which is absolutely insane. Super exciting. Um, a droid story, a new project for Disney Plus, will feature a new hero alongside R2-D2 and C-3PO. Star Wars Lando is a new event series coming to Disney Plus. I'm not sure what event series means. Do you? No idea. Okay. Well, it's an event series, so you heard it here first. I'll find out. <laughs> Keep reading. Uh, Star Wars Visions is an upcoming anime anthology series coming to Disney Plus. And that about rounds up rounds out the shows now star wars movies um wonder woman 1984's patty jenkins will be directing the next star wars movie rogue scott's rogue squadron due out in december 2023 um this is i guess it's not labeled as a star wars story like solo and rogue one were it's just star wars rogue squadron so it's a completely new story presumably um and then disney also discussed the untitled taiko att star wars movie first announced in may uh that had already been in development um, so new, new announcements there. Oh, this section was a lot shorter than I thought. <laughs> Time for you to hope your breath is back, unless you want me to go yeah. into Pixar no, and, and Disney animation. That's why it's back and it's ready to go. I know this I is your. I don't know what the hell an event series is. I looked, I looked at, I looked it all up, and I can't find anything. Everyone's like, "Oh yeah, the Lando event series." I'm like, oh, "Okay, great." Like, what uh, does that mean? <laughs> so you know what's really funny? Disney's like, "Listen, we're taking a break from the Star Wars movies." But here's 10 series on Disney+. Plus. They so. really said, oh, Mando's good? Let's make 16 more 
of those. Oh my gosh. I hope. I mean, it'd be great if they're all good. That would be awesome. But I'm yeah. going to say that there's going to be some that are not good. All right. Let's move into it. The moment you've all been waiting for. Disney Animation and Pixar. Starting with Disney Animation, they have a lot of projects in the works, including Raya and the Last Dragon, which was set to premiere this year, got pushed out. Now set for March 5th, 2021 on Disney Plus via Premiere Access and in theaters. That's unfortunate uh, so because they did say that Mulan was going to be the only movie they would ever do in Premiere Access. And then they said, but what if? Aha. So anyway, go on. That was that was bullshit and you knew it. Uh, <sighs> Baymax, with an exclamation point at the end, is a new series based on Big Hero 6 arriving in early 2022. Super hyped for this. The Big Hero 6 universe needs to be expanded upon. I think that's such a good framework for a series. I know they did like an animated series, but like a, I guess not an animated series, but like a short series, I think on Disney Channel or something that was not in the same art style. Anyway, um, speaking of movies that need to be expanded upon, Zootopia Plus, a new series based on Zootopia is hitting the streaming service in spring 2022. Uh, Tiana, based on The Princess and the Frog, is premiering on Disney Plus in 2023. A long-form musical comedy series for Moana is hitting Disney Plus in 2023. Encanto, a new movie set in Colombia with music written by Lin-Manuel Miranda is in development. I think we knew about that one. Iwaju, uh, an original long-form series made in partnership with Kugali Media, is premiering on Disney Plus in 2022. All super heavy announcements um, bringing top Disney IPs. Obviously, we've got Raya as a new franchise, but everything else here are all sequels. Uh, well, well, not I take Iwaju that back. And That's not true. Encanto. Not, not Iwaju and Encanto, correct. So, uh, either way, Zootopia, Big Hero 6, uh, and Moana, those are more recent um, animated features that they can expand upon. Hmm. Um, Tiana, based on The Princess and the Frog, super excited. Loved Princess and the Frog. Thought it was... Definitely a return to form for Disney animation, so super, super excited about that. 2023 is obviously a long time away, um, but I'm sure we'll see more and more about it soon. Okay, Pixar, Disney Plus series. Uh, the newest Spark Shorts episode, Burrow, arrives on Disney Plus with Soul on December 25th. Pixar Popcorn, shorts featuring iconic Pixar characters, start streaming in January. A little more, so- a little sooner than some of the stuff we've talked about. Yeah. Doug Days, a new feature... A new series featuring the beloved dog Doug from Up premieres in fall 2021. A car series following Lightning McQueen and Mater is coming to Disney Plus in fall 2022. Not surprising at all. Win or Lose, Pixar's first original long-form animated series, is about a middle school softball team coming to Disney Plus in the fall of 2023. Oh, that's exciting. Super, Exactly. Super good stuff that they're letting them do some original content. Because now once Pixar starts to move into like original Disney Plus series, hopefully they can catch their footing. And then not only do we get original... Pixar movies, but we also get original Pixar shows. Nice. Okay. And then. Pixar movies. Uh, Pixar shared new information about movies in the pipeline, including Luca, a movie set in Italy about a boy named Luca hitting <laughs> theaters in June 2021. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Sorry, I chunked on my water. I love that description. <laughs> Luca, a movie set in Italy about a boy named Luca. Wow. <laughs> anyway. This is the one that we knew about. I don't think we knew about Encanto. Uh, um, yes. Now, this is an interesting one. Lightyear, an origin story for Buzz Lightyear, who will be voiced by Chris Evans, is hitting theaters in summer 2022. So, to clarify, this isn't an origin story about the toy. This is the origin story about the in-universe astronaut that the toy is based off of. That's voiced by Chris Evans. So it's not replacing Tim Allen. It's not a toy. It is literally like the actual astronaut that inspired the toy in the Toy Story universe. Mm, Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. (laughs) But now that you tell me that, it's like we're like... We're really scraping the bottom of the barrel here, huh? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This was an interesting one. Um, but, I mean, I'm happy because I don't, I don't think that there needs to be more Toy Story. Like, we, there's, 
every time they make a new Toy Story movie, or, like, when they announced Toy Story 4, I was like, please, please don't ruin this. And, like, we've it been It was good. so good! Like, I know, every single one is magical, is good, but, I'm like, I know that if they keep doing them, like, if they do Toy Story 5, it's not gonna be that good. So I'm glad that they're doing something completely different. Still in the Toy Story universe, so it's familiar, but something completely different, and I trust that it'll be good. So I'm still wishy-washy, but John Lasseter gone, it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Toy Story's <laughs> a weird spot. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> I'm sure Andrew Stanton and the other folks um, can take the helm. But, I mean, Lee Unkrich is gone. He stepped away, and he's kind of, like, in, like, hiatus or whatever you want to call is it. Pete Doctor still uh, there? So, huh? Pete Doctor? He's still there, right? Pete Doctor, yep. Andrew Stanton, Pete Doctor. Pete Do- well, Pete Doctor is now the head of the studio. Yeah. So uh, that's a little, I don't know, it's a little different. And Andrew Stanton's probably working on Finding Dory 3 or Finding Nemo 2, whatever it is. <laughs> Finding um, Nemo 2? As he gets lost again, <laughs> finding Nemo too. This man's still lost. Um, oh all right, turning red about a thirteen-year-old girl going through puberty that transforms into a giant red panda. Yes, really. When she gets excited, is in development. That sounds really cool. That got a lot of uh, that got a lot of um, positive publicity. It seems so. Um, hopefully, that'll be good. Okay, other series in the works. <laughs> oh wait, I thought stuff. I didn't realize that the article wasn't finished yet. <laughs> Yeah, other series in the works. Noah Hawley is making an Alien TV series for FX and Hulu. Uh, Noah Hawley, showrunner of Fargo and Legion, will be making a new series based on the Alien movies for FX and Hulu. There's no release date announced yet. Will Smith and Chris Hemsworth will star in a series for National Geographic uh, called Welcome to Earth, which follows Smith as he, quote, embarks on an awe-inspiring journey to unlock the secrets of this planet's most extraordinary, unexplained phenomena. Okay, great. And then um, limit. So they're not starting the show at the same time. Welcome to Earth is Will Smith's show, and then Limitless is Chris oh. Hemsworth's show, which explores the hu- limits of the human body, which is fine because he has literally Thor's body. So I'm sure he will be able to break the limits, whatever they are. Anyway, go on. Yeah. Uh. No. Well. No. Good call. Because I'm sitting here like, oh, okay, they're gonna like you know hold hands and whatever. <laughs> so. Uh, okay, Ice Age is getting a spinoff series starring Simon Pegg. I'm surprised this one took this long. Disney is making a new Disney Plus spinoff movie starring the weasel character from the movie series, Buck. Uh, the movie titled Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild will star Simon Pegg as the voice of Buck. It's premiering in early 2022. So hold on a second. This is this is that wild guy from... Uh, yeah, okay. He's like the adventurer dude from, I think, like the third movie. Yeah, he's in the third movie. I don't remember. I don't think I've seen the third movie. I didn't realize he lasted past the third movie, but whatever. <laughs> um, okay. All right. All right, then some some updates here on Disney+. Plus. Disney+, Plus increasing its price to $8 a month starting in March 2021. There is a new bundle, which I didn't know this until yesterday, once again. Uh, a new bundle that will offer ad-free Hulu, Disney+, Plus, and ESPN+, Plus for $18.99 uh, starting in January. Ooh. So I, w- I wonder if you can upgrade... Like, can I upgrade my Disney Plus to include this? Like, how much does it cost there? Yeah. So, I mean, because I, the previous bundle was ad supported Hulu, and I have ad free Hulu already, but if I can merge those two into one thing, then that'd be great, because ad free Hulu is already like 15 or 14 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, So, and, you know, hello, Disney. I don't need ESPN Plus. So, please, (laughs) if you can hear me now, just stop. Just do the two alone, please. Right, just don't just charge me the same price and don't give me ESPN Plus. I don't care. Um, 
All right, Disney Plus surpassed 86 million subscribers. Disney unveils Star. It's Hulu replacement for international Disney Plus subscribers. So this was pretty cool. I didn't realize this at first, and Lauren was telling me about it. Uh, so it's going to be launching in certain European countries, Canada and New Zealand, on February 23rd, coming to Japan and South Korea later in 2021. I didn't realize and that Hulu was not global. And neither did I. And then I felt stupid when I didn't realize that. I mean, so but I'm Netflix like, is global, so like I feel like it's that's a valid mistake to make. It's fine. Right, and and I was just like, oh, Star is probably like, um, it's like that one service in I think like England, um, not BBC. I don't know, it's a TV station or a, a Sky. streaming platform. Sky, yes. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, like Star is probably just another one of those, and I just made that assumption. And then it, Lauren's like, no, it's a whole new service for overseas. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, Good for them. Now this this one also kind of confused me too. Disney Plus will add 50 new Marvel, Star Wars, Disney, and Pixar series and movies over the next few years. So, oh, well, no, this didn't confuse me. Never mind. I mean, good. yeah, this is the uh, exact thing that we just went over. Right. So in yeah. my head, I'm like, that they're talking about existing content. That's not the case. So the companies bring roughly 10 Marvel series, 10 Star Wars, 15 Disney live action, Disney animation, and Pixar series, and 15 all-new Disney live action, Disney animation, and Pixar features directly to Disney Plus. So um, they're committed to original content, which is good. Where the hell is Lizzie McGuire? That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, so, I mean, the only original content they've really had up until now that's, like, been, you know, subscribe-worthy, I'll say, <laughs> like, to buy in Disney Plus has been Mando. Um, so they're in desperate right. need for a lot of original content. I mean, Netflix, the speed and pace at which Netflix pumps out original content, every day I open Netflix and it's like, we've released 70 new shows today, and then tomorrow it's... we're going to do 50 more. And it's like, buddy, I don't have the eyeballs to do this. <laughs> like, I can't watch all of these shows. It's insane. We were talking about this the other day where it's like we've gone into – we went from not having much to watch. And it was like, oh, the new movies. Oh, there's this one show. And now it's like there's overconsumption of media where it's yeah. like – like you said. It's like, hey, you turn on Netflix and it's like, hey, guess what? We just released a new series called blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, oh, by the way, there's also these other three series that you missed from last weekend. And like, yes. it's like how are they making the content so fast? Yeah. Which is good because Lauren and I were just talking about this earlier. Back when Netflix was just releasing DVDs – it was like, oh, I'm going to get this DVD on Netflix. And then once once you got rid of that service and you went to the streaming service, it wasn't more it wasn't very much like, oh, hey, we're going you know, you can get the DVD that just came out through Netflix and watch these new movies. You don't they don't have the new movies anymore. Instead, it's all backfilled with it's the Netflix original content. All original content. They said a few years ago, I remember an interview and they were like, our goal for the future of Netflix is to host more than 50% of the content be original. And I think they've more than surpassed, surpassed that at this point. I don't even right. see anything on Netflix that isn't original content. Like, on my Netflix right. page, I don't see any non-original content except for, like, some rant, like, uh, Lucifer, I think, is, like, the only thing that randomly comes up for me sometimes. And I'm like, oh. But, like, that's it. It's all original content, which I think the, the future of Disney+. Plus. I mean, granted, it's all original content anyway, but, like, content specifically created for Disney+, Plus. I guess is what I mean to say there. Right. So right, and there's still stuff that they didn't talk about. Like I think there was some point where they said like there's gonna be a Pinocchio movie coming out for Disney Plus or some other some pro or Lilo and Stitch. I don't know. It seems like there are so many Disney. Well, and this is where I start to believe that that Disney is not bluffing when they say what they say about all the original content because there have been so many shows announced and rumored that it's like if I had a dime for everyone that was announced, like I remember they were saying a live-action Lilo and Stitch was coming. I remember them saying I think it was a live-action Pinocchio was coming exclusive to Disney+. And um, I don't even know what else. It, it comes to the point where I just tune it out, and I'm like, listen, I'll pay attention when there's a piece of concept art, and like Disney's actually talking about it. Exactly. <laughs> otherwise, I'm going to sit here and be like, oh, the new Proud Family show? 
that shit's like five years out, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, half of these things that we announced aren't coming until 2022 and 2023, so it seems like it's a lot coming at one time, but I think it'll be nicely spaced. And I do still, I'm, I do still, I still am a huge fan of the one week, uh, like episode a week format, because, I don't know, I feel like if Mandalorian was just dropped in a weekend, it would be so hard to ignore spoilers, and then you'd feel the pressure oh to like, watch it all in one sitting, and, yes. it's, and you don't enjoy it as much, but like now the hype is stretched out for two weeks. Or right. two months, not two weeks, two months. So it's much more exciting, right. um, and it's it's a much more digestible pace. I don't feel like I'm falling behind for not you know watching all eight episodes in one sitting, like right. you know. So, anyways, super hyped. Hundred percent agree with you. Super super. I am super hyped as well. I'm glad we prepaid four years or five years, whatever the hell it was. Of Pretty Disney sure it was Plus. just three years, but yes. <laughs> it was what? It was just three years, but yeah. So I got an extra year through Verizon because Verizon oh, gave away the free go. year. So I'm at four years. So my subscription okay, okay. is actually just officially starting now. <laughs> You'll be fine. All right. Relax. Anyways, I think that is it for our jam-packed episode 99. We will see you guys this Friday, actually, if you want to tune into our Mandalorian spoiler cast. And then if not, if you haven't finished it and you want to you know, tune out or whatever, We'll be back on Tuesday for episode 100, which will be live-streamed. We'll announce details on exact times and whatnot on social media, on our Discord, and all that fun stuff. Um, so wah, 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 wah. <laughs> stay tuned for that. Um, but besides that, this has been episode 99 of What the Funcast, cocking in at 1 minute and 16 Sorry, one hour and 16 minutes. One minute and 16 seconds. <laughs> one minute and 16 seconds, and Ahmed just deleted his soundtrack. Can you imagine? No, all right. One I hour cry. and 16 minutes. This is Paul and Ahmed signing off. Peace. Go buy a sweatshirt. <laughs>